Hello again. And we're back. Welcome back to Technado with uh, James Mason. Derek Miles. And we have no Maxwell Mason today because he's taking a sick day. A big so. slacker. Mm-hmm. So we, so we are Maxwell-less, so we don't have our uh, young person point of view. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Derek's younger than me, but still, it's like... His, Ain't no kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but today we were talking about, and we wanted to do, since there's so many different things to do and we wanted to give some good information on it, we uh, probably will do two shows on this, but we're talking about doing mobile apps. And the uh, one that I was talking about today is one that I really like. I, whenever they first made it, I was uh, looking at it. It's, it's the MIT App Inventor. And it's really ingenious the way they did it. I, and when they first started, it was... Uh, I saw that the way that they did it, and I'm like, oh, man, that's such a great idea, you know. And it's like MIT, you know, they're they're <laughs> known for great ideas. Yeah, but yeah. then they partnered with Google because they were creating these apps only for Android. And so the reason that they created them only for Android is because Android is open source. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to pay for the source code. You can get in there. You can make an app that automatically goes in and installs and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to get through... You know, have to like on a what's it called on an iPhone when you root your phone? It's not called rooting. Jailbreak it or whatever. Yeah, jailbreaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and so that you don't have to do that with Android. Also, the reason MIT liked Android is because the files that you make they're yours. I mean, you make them on this little app inventor, and it looks kind of childish when you're doing it. Yeah. But, um, but then it's very easy and very simple to figure out. And so they wanted to make it so that you could do the apps, you could make the file, and then after you make it, you could just share it with somebody and say, here, check this out on your phone. And it's a, it becomes, and in apps, uh, there's what they call native apps, and then they have the web-based apps. So web-based is, a, it, you know, speaks for itself. It's based, yeah. you have to have internet. And if you've noticed, most of your applications, most of your apps now are going to that. Yeah, yeah, and they want all kinds of permissions. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like, so they all, but the native apps, which is what this makes, is you can share it with somebody and they can install it on their phone and they're good. You know, they're all done. And uh, they, you don't need internet. You're not going to get an update or anything. Although you could, if you wanted to really get into this stuff, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, if, just as a reminder, if you want to send us a line, then you can do that at kytechnado at outlook.com. We are also at kytechnado for Twitter and at kytechnado for Facebook. So let's get into the App Inventor thing here. Okay. So it's um, the website is actually appinventor.mit.edu and you can go on there there's all kinds of good tutorials now the thing about it is is if you've never even thought uh well i've never thought about making an app you know it's not something that i have any skill in and i don't even know how to program that's the best thing about this is that the first page when you go to the first page when you uh, get to the app inventor is it'll show you a phone and it just shows you like 
uh, let's see, let me go to the designer tab. It just shows you a screen that could be on an Android phone. And then on the left hand side, they have little boxes. And they have boxes that are full of items. First one is called user interface. They have lots of things. And it's just as it says, user interface. It's where it's the items that you would use to interface. So you have buttons in there. You have a date picker. You have labels, things like that. A lot of it is self-explanatory. So you're thinking, okay, what does my app need? The one that I was making here is a, it's a tutorial. I was just going through a simple tutorial and it's a trivia quiz tutorial. Yeah, yeah. And so in that, you know how simple that would be. And so you've get you've got a picture and you've got the um, text that says, you know, like what your answer is. You've got the submit button. You've got the label, which is, um, which the, it just is, says what the question is. And then you've got the right and wrong label, which says whether you got it right. And then you've got a next button, which moves you on to the next one. Yeah. So that's all you need for a beginning of a um, trivia app. You could probably make a sellable app if you did like a specific theme with trivia that, you know, where Fortnite's the hot stuff. So you did like a Fortnite trivia or something like that. And this is so <clears throat> open-ended Yeah. that if you did this tutorial, like you're saying, you were like, I'm really going to pour a lot of time into this. You could make one after the other. And it's so open-ended and so simple. You could put as many questions as you wanted to on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you could have it do, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could change. And as you get better with it, this is really for people who want to learn how to make an app, want to learn how to program. And it, yeah, it kind of learns, kind of teaches you how to program yeah. and code and stuff at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, it does. Because you've got all that stuff that's on the front page. You know, there's, there's a... It gives you a laid out. So this you'll understand because if you used a phone, you know some apps don't allow to turn sideways. Yeah. They horizontal only, sometimes vertical only. Which is annoying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but here on this, when you're making your app, you can restrict people to that same thing because it has the horizontal arrangement, vertical arrangement. You can say, you know, how much you're going to let people scroll, things like that. You can add in sounds, which, you know, with the stupid little uh, soundboards things that we found, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like all the sounds, you could download those. Did it, did it have a bunch of sounds you could choose from? or did you have to... No, you add in your own. Oh, okay. Just like the images, all the images and the sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You choose the, the placeholder, and then you put it in there, and then after you have the placeholder, then you can assign what's going to be in it. Okay. And there's... um. There's also in um, in your Android phones when you're making an app. There's certain things that you have that you have the permissions to just from having the phone making an app. So you know how when you install an app and it asks for permissions. Yeah, yeah. So these things here, you have the permissions to. So it has a sound recorder that you can add in. So of course you're going to have to have permissions to use the microphone. Yeah. And you're going to have to have permissions to use storage, yeah, storage, things like that. So it's like, so as you develop this, you know, and you have different ideas, then you would realize, oh, so this is how, what it means to be inside an Android system. Yeah. And it's like you get all these things 
that are um, set up. It really teaches you a lot just going through the just going through the options. For me, I, I'm like there's a text to speech option that you could add in as part of your app. That's cool. Yeah, video player. Then um, the next one they've got the drawing and animation. Now these are not as obvious to people because it has in their ball canvas image sprite. So <laughs> people probably wouldn't realize, okay, the ball is just exactly what it says, ball. You can add animation to it. And so it's like if you're going to make a game like a Pong game or something like that, yeah. then you're going to need a ball in there. The canvas is, um, if, if you think about a canvas, you know, with painting, the canvas is the little part of your phone that shows the screen. So when you open an app, there may be writing different places or something, but usually the game or the app is set into a small square. Yeah, yeah. In a and frame kind of. Exactly, right, yeah. So that's your canvas. And then an image sprite is a, a image that is able to move around. So everything that is an image that actually does things in an app. So, you know, you've got your, if you're in a game, you've got your character. Suppose he's fighting or whatever. And, and you've got things that are moving. You know, bricks falling on him or trees that move even a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All those are image sprites. So it's like, so you've got those things. And as you get to know those, you think, you know, this is, this is really, you know, how the games are made. You start... You start really uh, breaking down all the different options, and you look at games and you look at apps differently. Yeah, yeah. After you start learning this stuff, and it's like that's that's why I like it. And you know, with Maxwell, I've showed him this, and then another, um, and then another one that was a lot like this, that was used for making real simple games. Yeah. And uh, him and I, we made a few of those games, <laughs> like one that was like. Um, like a space invader sort of thing except for it was blocks and you had to and the ball would go up and then you'd hit the you the ball would bounce back to you yeah, yeah. and so, so then you'd bounce it uh, what's that called like arkanoid or something yeah was that it i think that was one of the names for it yeah and uh i think there's a more simple name but <laughs> yeah the um but it was it was really it was really a uh fun little thing to do and it was uh one that is just like this right here. That's the it's the drag and drop sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that's one thing I, I saw. Or uh, when I was looking at some of the things people were like tutorials, there was a lot of kids doing them. Uh huh. And it's like you know I said drag and drop, and you know these kids don't know how to code or program exactly. or anything. Exactly. But then, like um, after doing so many of them, you would know exactly what you needed. And it, once you started learning another language, you'd be like, oh, so this is my first. This is the container. This is what it's called. This yeah, is how, yeah. you know, and it's like, this is how I change the um, characteristics or attributes of a variable, whatever it is that you're, that you're wanting to do. I'll you, say that, uh, and this kind of harkens back to one of our previous episodes where we were doing the um, freelance t- stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were, do- when me and my buddy were doing a game on the computer, uh, we used Fiverr to um, get people to make sprites. Oh, yeah. Like character sprites, yeah. or, else you, or else you could get them. They would sell packages of sprites for like five bucks and stuff no like kidding. that. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Man, if you don't know how to do that, sprite stuff's <laughs> tricky. Yeah. yeah. And and they did they come as like a Photoshop document? Uh yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and like, they were all layers. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And you have like different you have like a little character and like 
this is them walking, this is them jumping and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if uh, you want to make a game and you aren't artistically inclined as well, you can always pay a little bit of money and have someone do that for you. So yeah, that's a great it doesn't idea. prevent you from mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah, that's true. And you can use any image that you want. And of course, on these things, you wouldn't want to use one that's copyrighted. You'd want to use one that's, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, that's all that's but all you, your own. But it's like I've seen people that have created things kind of like, like mods or whatnot for games. Yeah. And they've started, you know, for free, you use it. And they started off with copyrighted stuff just to get things in there and the kind of looks they want to have. Yeah. And then when they actually want to sell it, they'll, you know, create their own thing. So yep. early on, you can use copyrighted works to get it going if that's all you have instead of having to create things. But yeah, Maxwell's used those mods on like that game Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there's all kinds of stuff in there, like the <laughs> Spider-Man suit and Batman yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, how do they get around it on doing this whenever you can download it? And it's like they don't care. Yeah, That's yeah. As long as, you're not, as long as you're not charging and, for it, they don't yeah, care for the most yeah. part. And it, it, I guess so. Maybe that's it. Yeah, most companies they, don't care. Nintendo would probably yeah. shut down anything. Yeah, they, no they're kidding. crazy. Yeah. Uh, this Gatorade that I'm drinking, this Tidal Punch, <laughs> it's like kind of like cough medicine or something. It sounds like it's a like, terrible combo. Yeah, it's like Tidal Punch. Like a, it's a like green a punch. Punch in your... In your uh, taste buds <laughs> that you're not going to recover and from. And it's a pink bottle, too. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's green. Yeah, green and green a pink liquid bottle. and a pink bottle. I don't know why I chose it. And then after I chose it, the first drink, I'm like, this is terrible. And then I drank almost the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, that shows how smart I am. At least when you first told me about it, he says, Toddle Flow. And I was like, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's an odd name. Yeah. <laughs> it's controlled by the mood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about something else. I was thinking, yeah. thinking going to be red colored. Yeah. Oh, shoot. We're out of time here, so we better get... For the first segment. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back. That's, yeah. We'll be back in just a minute. So, yeah. Hey, we're back. We're back. Uh, so, we're talking about App Inventor today. The MIT App Inventor. Which is free. Which is, yeah, which is free and everything you get from it. Like your app and everything that you can make and download, that's all free. And it's um, you can use your um, Gmail login to get in there. You don't even have to make a new account. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so it's like there's there's lots of good stuff about it. I was going through the different options to making your app, and we're really like letting time run away with us on this. <laughs> and it's, we start uh, talking it's, about Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> God, the stinking Gatorade. <laughs> um, but. Uh, let me. So you can also add in a map feature. You got some sensors, some storage. Uh, but the thing that about this is not the designer part. Well, the designer part is really cool, where you add in stuff and it teaches you the different components. It's the blocks section. The blocks section is not like anything that I ever saw before. There's lots of pl- things copying this now, but MIT App Inventor was the first one that I ever saw that did it. And what it is is when you go into the blocks so you realize that whenever you whenever your game starts so what's the first thing that needs to happen is your screen needs to have some image come up yeah so when i go into the block load screen or whatever exactly so i go into the blocks and in the block section i click on one of the items that i have put in there which is my screen one of course you're going to have a screen so i click on that and it brings up a bunch of options of what to do. And it's not it's not coding. It's They're actually 
they look like puzzle pieces. And they say things like when screen one dot back pressed. So it's like this is explaining to you in really kind of a coding language, but one that you can really understand. Yeah, yeah. Because the the screen one, it says when screen one, screen one it to go into the coding part is your object. So screen one is your object. And then when you say dot, then you're saying go inside the object and look for this attribute. So inside the object of screen one, the attribute is back pressed. And so back press is when you know, someone hits the back button. Yeah. And then it says do this. And so you could give it that action. <laughs> Hope <it lets> you out. <laughs> yeah. But you could give it any of these actions. So when screen one dot um, screen orientation changed. So this is whenever someone turns their phone. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to stay the same. Or, you know, it's like gives you all these different options. Just plain and English, not It is plain not English. Not code. <laughs> and you drag, you, you grab it and you drag it over and you drop it onto the screen. And you, and when you've dropped it over there, then you're like, okay, so now I said to set screen one or when screen one initializes, this is what I want it to do. And in mine, the trivia thing, I had to grab another block because I have to say, okay, so I need another block that has like some logic applied to it. And in that block, I need it to take the question. I need to set the question label, which I already did, set it to text and then find the question. And so it's like, you, there is, there is a lot going on here that take some you're going to have to figure it out kind of a little bit there's the tutorials are teaching tutorials a good thing about them they don't just yeah. say do this do that they tell you what these different things do and so on this the um the questions that you make it's a very simple way of doing it so it gives you a little puzzle piece you drop the puzzle piece on there and the puzzle piece is called make a list and so in your list you take items that are just text and you take your little puzzle piece, you drop it into the list where it says make a list. And then inside the little puzzle piece has a little text area. And so you write the, you write the answer yeah, yeah. in one and you name that one your answer list. And then your answers are going, you're going to do the same exact thing with your question list. You're going to go through and you're going to make your questions and they're going to correspond with the answers. And what that's going to create is the... Um, is the questions and an the you know the questions and then the answers, but then you got to have an index, yeah. an index that says, "Here's the list, and I'm going to increment through this list one at a time." Okay. Because of that next button. Yeah, but yeah. The, and I assume you could randomize it and stuff. And you could, you could do yeah. any of that stuff, you know. But there's just so many options in this, and it's so, it's so simple, to and you know once you do the tutorials, it's like the the simpleness is not apparent all the time because some of these things you're like okay <laughs> it's showing me you know because it gets pretty intricate on some of these puzzle pieces yeah yeah and so it's like you have some that are nested inside others and you have some where it's like what is that piece you know especially with the tutorials you pictures and you're like what is that piece and where did they get it from luckily they're color coded also okay and so you use a tutorial that shows you the colors and then you're like, oh, so that's what that is. So, and the colors don't look very much like each other. 
Yeah. Like some other times when it's color coded and you're like, <laughs> it's blue, dark blue, and a little bit lighter so blue. Pink or, or light red. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it, but that's the, that's the thing I like about this app inventor. And you also, once you get it, you can run it and it gives you a um, emulator. Yeah. And it'll run, it'll run your uh, game, your app, whatever you want. When, when you're doing it on the computer. Yes, when yeah. you do it on the computer, and it actually it has an emulator now for um, for Android phones. Yeah, and so you can take it right to your phone and use it on your phone immediately, and even though it's not done. And so, okay. yeah, the emulators for the computer, the Android, you can start using it, which is new because whenever I used this years ago, it was like it was all computer yeah, until yeah. you had it finished, <laughs> and then you'd move it to your Android phone, and about a third of the time it didn't work. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, it did, it did pretty well. Yeah. And it's like, I made, I made, um, several, uh, apps with it. And then I taught some classes at, uh, Sullivan university when I, and when I would use it in there. And one of the, th yeah. one of the parts of the classes was making apps. And so I was like, if you really want to know how to make apps, these are people that, you know, they were students. Yeah. They weren't professionals. I thought you were saying they were stupid. <laughs> they were stupid. <laughs> they're all the ones. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, yeah. sometimes that goes hand in hand with students. Yeah, right. That's why yeah. they're there to get, uh -huh. to get smart. Yeah, but they, you know, they they were just trying to learn how to do things, and so I thought this was a great way to do it. I've always liked this app inventor ever since it started, and it just has gotten better and better, and. um there's lots of things that are now copying it with that block style. Yeah. And I was just showing you a um, thing that I found called a stencil. S-T-E-N-C-Y-L. And it does a better job of representing what the no coding is required. And um, that's right. It, making games and stuff. Stencil yeah. Was. Yeah. And it, it, I just think when, if you were to look at stencil.com, you know, I, the, it shows you a representation of the App Inventor of the blocks a little bit better than App Inventor does. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's like theirs is just a simple, that stencil is one page and you just scroll down and you see exactly what it means for the puzzle pieces to go together and make um, and make programming logic. And so that's the, it's a, it, to me, like, you know, whenever you, if you were to set out to, to do programming, then first thing you're going to do is you're going to be like, okay, what language do I learn? <laughs> and then you always choose the wrong one. Yeah. And it's like you're never going to choose the right one to learn because you don't know which one's the most valuable. Oh, yeah. When I was in college, someone convinced me to do Perl. Yeah. Which I've never heard of anyone using Perl in the workplace And in, Pearl's in, in, in my years. And Perl's coming <clears throat> back now. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like becoming big now because of what Perl can do in a with the – um mobile stuff yeah pearl does a really good yeah. job with it was just a nightmare for me because pearl's unix based and i didn't know unix yeah and then uh i get in this class and i have all these unix junkies that are uh, just love unix and have linux at home on their computers and don't oh, like windows and they're just man. running circles around the stuff and i'm like trying to learn how to trying to learn unix while learning pearls that's like that's like nerd overload uh, right there i barely oh yeah yeah yeah, pretty nerdy guys yeah. in there. <laughs> that, if somebody says to you, like, what's your favorite operating system, and they say Unix, 
Like right there, and just stop talking Linux. to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Linux not just as pat, much. Pat but, him on the head yeah. and turn around. <laughs> just leave. Just leave. Because like, oh man, if that's your favorite operating system, then I mean, I, I there was some flavors of Linux that I actually liked. Yeah. And I've used and the like Ubuntu. I used to have yeah, it, yeah. you know, to repair computers, because you could boot into Ubuntu from a um, disk. Or even a thumb drive, and at the time it was harder to do thumb drives yeah. to boot to. But you could do it through Ubuntu, and it would run the entire operating system off the disk. I think it was Ubuntu that me and my buddy used to uh, hack uh, wireless Wi-Fi uh, routers and stuff back in the day, back when they were less, uh, huh, less secure. How would you use it for that? Uh, they had some programs that you could download that were just specifically geared for that. So you oh. put that version of Linux on your computer to have all yeah. the things you needed to run. And, huh. And, uh, wow. We, we mostly we did it. For, we never did it nefariously. We, all, we did it for partly education, but then also at one of our jobs, we didn't have Wi-Fi. So we were constantly <laughs> trying to hack the uh, neighborhood Wi-Fis to get Internet access. What kind of a job doesn't have Wi-Fi? Oh, it was crazy. It was stupid lockdown job. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so they had a network that just wasn't wireless. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, uh, which we both know about that. Yeah. Um, but the the... Ubuntu, the, I mean, the fact that I could boot into it and have the operating system running yeah. without really touching the, um, installing anything, then I could, you know, it was like whenever things would happen and people locked out of the windows, I could go in and retrieve all their documents and okay, stuff like yeah, that's that. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it was like, so Ubuntu was very handy for stuff like that. Yeah, it always seems like those are good for a specific tool-based thing, but then yeah. just using... Right. To do everything, it's like an exercise in frustration. It, it is because it's a lot of, you know, like, I, th- I forget, <laughs> is it SUS that you have to use to yeah. install everything or start everything? It's like you have to start with S-U-S-E or something. Yeah. So And then and then you keep typing, and it's like they've done a lot more with it. But back in the day, it's like it was terrible to it was, use. It was code, basically. It was all it kinds was of, all, yeah, it was so much code, manual. Yeah. And to install all... anything. Yeah, and get drivers for right. Yeah, exactly. That was another big problem. But that's the same thing that people that use Mac nowadays don't realize how far that operating system has come. Yeah, because it was just like that. Linux, it was just like <laughs> instead of S U S E, I think you used S C or hey, anyway, I don't remember. But it, it was it was a lot like that. The old I, it wasn't called iOS. I didn't like Macs early on because they had a floppy drive with no buttons, and you had to use a software to eject the floppy disk. And so if, if there's anything wrong with the software, you couldn't your disk out is dumbest thing in the world. And, uh, and then the other thing I don't like is they only have the single click on the mouse. Oh yeah. Because I like the a right mouse click. button. Yeah. It's like, that was, the, and I'm, and it's possible. No, they still do. You have to hold down their, not control on them. It's command. Yeah. You have to hold down the command key to get a right click. And I'm like, I'm, Right click is what the, the reason I'm not using right click is because I don't want to have it's like I'm Use being both lazy hands or whatever, yeah. Because, yeah, like, if I'm sitting with my feet up, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like that's, that's it's hard perfect, to type. yeah, it is, it's perfect for that. But well, once again, we got sidetracked, yeah, and we're uh, we're running low on time again. So, what we'll do is next week we'll talk about some uh, just like I just talked about stencil, we'll talk a little bit more about it. 
We'll talk about some other ways to make apps that are easy. Um, we'll try and stay on the free side, but some of them cost money. And so potentially free, potentially yeah. free. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Maybe we're not really sure. It, yeah, it's, they, they have that word free on the website, but we're not really sure if that's really oh, yeah. free. So. I forgot the rules again. They were saying, they were saying free. Um, but so we'll we'll bring that next week and we'll see you then. Remember that we are KY, uh, KY Tech NATO at Outlook.com. We are at KY Tech NATO for Facebook at KY Tech NATO for Twitter. See you next week. See ya.